I want you to imagine yourself physically holding your mental clutter in your arms as if it's a box full of clothes and shoes. Feel its weight digging into your forearms, the blood rushing to your fingertips, your shoulders burning. It's heavy, right? Now here's the irony in this metaphor. Your mental clutter is not something you can see or physically hold in your arms. It's invisible, yet you can still feel its weight pulling and tugging at every piece of you. Here's how we change that. What's up, family? Welcome to the Where Do I Start podcast, the show all about the journey. I'm Ron Banks, your host, and together we'll travel through life, minimalism, and poetry. I hope you're ready. It's time for this week's mini-sode. Let's jump into it. Mental clutter, two words we don't typically see side by side. However, it refers to times when our mind has too many thoughts, which makes it difficult to process and focus. The cluttered mind is disruptive and it hinders our growth in life, our productivity, our balance, even our mental health. I mean, our brains are such beautiful and powerful yet complex organs. They're layered with old hurts, and trauma, and insecurities, pain, and worry, among a number of other things. So I guess, I guess the question becomes, where do we even begin to declutter? Because just the thought of digging through any mental space is overwhelming enough. However, it's much easier than we think, especially when we simplify the process down to tactics and ideas we're already familiar with. Here are five mental decluttering methods. Number one is write it down. Now, the writer and poet in me loves this method because, well, I sincerely enjoy writing. But here's why this method works when it comes to dealing with mental clutter. I want you to imagine yourself physically holding your mental clutter in your arms as if it's a box full of clothes and shoes. Feel its weight digging into your forearms, the blood rushing to your fingertips, your shoulders burning. It's heavy, right? Now, here's the irony in this metaphor. Your mental clutter is not something you can see or physically hold in your arms. It's invisible, yet you can still feel its weight pulling and tugging at every piece of you. Here's how we change that. See, by writing down what you feel, the thoughts you're having, the things that are crowding your mind, you're then taking something that's invisible and making it visible or physical. Stay with me. Our physical clutter tends to be the easiest form of clutter to deal with. We can donate old clothes or sell unneeded furniture until our heart's content. And the ease in that makes decluttering our physical space less intimidating when compared directly to our mental space. So instead of shying away from mental clutter, let's instead find ways to make it easier to view and deal with. You can write a poem, a paragraph, two or three pages, a sentence. The length doesn't matter. What does is journaling consistently, daily or weekly at the very least, so you can start transitioning some of your mental clutter into something physical that you can then read, reflect on, and deal with further. Number two is talk it out. Express yourself verbally. Sometimes being able to hear yourself express out loud the things that are clogging your mind is enough to start breaking down and shaking loose that cluttered weight you have mentally. 
I've learned that avoidance is not the best solution for mental clutter. However, many of us, because we're human, do this exact thing. We block and suppress our feelings, both mentally and emotionally. We bottle them up. We avoid them, right? But like I said, avoidance is not the best solution for mental clutter. Instead, we have to face it, express it, and release it. Express yourself verbally by reading out loud or reciting your journal entries or poems. Use this as an opportunity to express what you feel and then release it so you never have to carry that weight again. You can do this in front of your bathroom mirror or in a conversation with someone you're extremely close to, or you can do what I did and recite your poetry at an open mic, which in hindsight was a little crazy. But personally for me, this was definitely the release I needed so that I could start working through parts of my mental clutter. Now, there is one last piece to this that I want to make sure I mention clearly. If the weight of your mental clutter is not something you feel comfortable working through on your own, please seek professional help. Seeing or wanting to see a therapist is not something to be embarrassed of. If it helps you, do it. Remember, unexpressed emotions and thoughts will eventually pile up, get heavier, and weigh you down. Number three is doing a 10-minute brain dump. Now, this method is something I mentioned before in a conversation we had about overthinking. It's super simple, effective, and it makes mental clutter visible, which is something we just talked about in the first method I mentioned. Now, all you have to do is spend a few minutes, 10 minutes or five minutes, dumping your thoughts, your stresses, your worries, anything your mind has clenched its hands around. You can do this on a piece of paper, in a notebook, digitally if you prefer. And I actually have a free brain dump template that you can duplicate and use in Notion if that's something you're interested in as well. Links to that template and how to set it up are below. But here's what makes this method effective in my opinion. After you dump your brain, you then have to sort through and organize those thoughts and ideas. And personally, I break this down into three categories. Action items, general thoughts, and trash or dump. By doing this, it allows me and you, if you decide to try this method, to start developing a plan and next steps for yourself and the clutter you're working to clear mentally. Action items become your to-do list. General thoughts are things you want to explore and learn, and trash is, well, trash. Let it go and move on. Number four is the one method. This method is interesting because it allows you to have a bit more focus, and what I mean by that is this. Focus on one thought or memory or something you're holding on to mentally once a week or once a month. A big part of decluttering mentally is giving ourselves permission to let go. And the human in us sometimes feels afraid. And without a doubt, in these moments, we find ourselves starting to fall into a state of avoidance. There's so much clutter in my mind, I'd rather not deal with it. Does it sound like something you've said before? <laughs> See, by choosing to focus on one thing once a week or once a month, you're allowing yourself to make real progress at decluttering your mind because you're not overwhelming yourself with the total amounts of mental clutter you have. This is very similar to decluttering your physical space. Don't pull out everything all at once, right? Focus on one room or one closet at a time. Number five is declutter your surroundings. Now, I'm a firm believer that you have to have a clear mind and heart first before you can have or maintain a clear space. Head, heart, surroundings. However, I also understand the value and lessons that come with physically experiencing the freedom less gives you. 
So with this in mind, I want you to try clearing some of the clutter in your immediate space. Where do you spend the most time when you're at home? How is your office space at work? What about your car? See, believe it or not, when these spaces in your life are cluttered, not only is it a physical mess, but it's also a visual mess. And visual clutter quickly occupies part of your mind without you even knowing it. So if you want to clear your mental clutter, then quickly shape up these three spaces in your life so you're not visually adding to the mess. Well, I hope I shared something with you in this conversation that you found valuable and helpful. And if I did, then consider tuning into and subscribing to the private podcast over on Patreon. Every week we dive deeper and have more intimate conversations about life, minimalism, and all of the nuances that fall in between. The link to gain access to the podcast is in the show notes. Now, if you're already a part of that community, shout out to you. Your love and support is not going unnoticed. Share this episode with someone you love and hit me up on social media at I'm Ron Banks everywhere so we can continue these conversations together. Always remember to stay true to you and we'll talk again soon. Peace.